Hey everybody and welcome to the show. This makes episode 75 of the Mind Body Musings podcast. Today we're talking with Katie Farrell who happens to be an inspirational woman that I have been following for probably like three years now. Someone that I've been watching from afar and keeping up with her website, her blog, her amazing recipes, the work she's doing in this world. Uh, I remember I reached out to her like probably three years ago just saying, hey, I appreciate you. I love what you're doing. You're inspiring me. Uh, Keep at it because we really need it. And that was when I was going through a lot of my own just food struggles and body image struggles. And she was a great light for me. So Katie, she's the author of Dashing Dish, a healthy recipe website and ministry to help women find their true beauty and Christ. Katie is a registered nurse from the state of Michigan, where she lives with her high school sweetheart and husband of five years. Dashing Dish is a combination of Katie's greatest passions in life, teaching women to find their identity in Christ and ending misconceptions about healthy eating. Katie's desire is to inspire women to find the balance between spiritual and physical health all while enjoying the journey. Now, Katie, she she uh, promotes a lot of clean eating, but the way she does it is gives me a new perspective on what clean eating is. You know, I've been holding this this grudge, I feel like. I, I feel like I've been holding this grudge against clean eating, this term, which isn't like me. I shouldn't hold a grudge against the term. It's not uh, the end-all be-all or good or bad or uh, light or darkness. Like The words aren't like that. It's how we perceive them. And the words clean eating for me for so long were, uh, it was a phrase I felt like I was a slave to. And so I started to really need to get angry at the phrase almost like clean eating like you you really like mess with my mind you really made me think food has to be one way not another way or it's dirty or it's bad or I'm cheating but when I go to her website and I check out what she's doing it gives me a different feeling of when I think of clean eating like the feeling I used to get when I thought of clean eating like oh shivers crawl in a hole hide away darkness now I'm like oh my gosh yes that makes me feel good because she makes things like enchiladas and sandwiches and ooey gooey goodness and cookies and just like so many amazing things she just uses better ingredients. She just makes it good quality food. So you're nourishing your body as you nourish your spirit. And I love that. I love, love, love this light that she sheds on food. And I know a lot of women out there are trying to promote the same message of nourishment, not just fuel, like something that really nourishes you in the inside and out. But I lo- I really love Katie and I had her on the show because I wanted to have someone um, that was that's Christian-based that helped me in my walk with Christ when I was recovering. And so she was the perfect woman for that because she authentically uh, was that person for me. So I'm really excited for this. And that's also a great segue to remind you guys that Scripture Food and Healing is only going to be open for registration for a few more days. Uh, the You know, to register, the doors close this Sunday, which is November 22nd, 2015 at midnight. So if you do want to join, I implore you to sign up now while it's 50% off the price. It'll be next year. Next year, it'll be anywhere from, you know, 397 up to uh, 450 500 So I haven't really decided on that, but that gives you a good idea. Right now, the program is $167, a very affordable program for what you're getting. 
You're getting six live Bible study calls from exceptional women who are going to blow your mind and teach you some really amazing things. You'll have lots of notes that you're going to want to take with these women. And they'll be live. You'll be given recordings, though, so you can have those to keep. There'll be devotionals, um, journaling prompts, prayers, scriptures sent to you every single morning. A lot of the exercises are going to help you to love your food again, to respect your body, to undo any negative connotations you have against your body, of your purpose here on earth. If you feel like your purpose here on earth is to control your diet, control your life, then this is a great program for you because it's not about changing your diet anymore. It's about changing your heart and focusing. And like Katie says, finding your identity in Christ, not your body, not your food. You'll also have accountability partners. So when you sign up, I'll randomly assign you with an amazing person that's also doing the course so y'all can keep each other accountable. Um, there'll also be lots of self-care rituals that I will guide you through in the emails and daily resources such as videos, sermon, podcasts that I want to recommend to everyone that were really, really, really applicable to me and my journey and helped me so much to this day. I think back to a specific tool that I used in my life or a practice or a video slash sermon that helped me through uh, my disordered eating and how like that stuff is more powerful to me to share than anything because I know what you need I know what it feels like I know that everything really is within you right now and and within your relationship with Christ but more than that there are things you can be doing you can be the person you want to be right now you can have that joy you can have that freedom and fun right now you just may not know exactly how so there'll also be constant guidance. I mean, I'm going to be giving you insight in this email-based course in regards to fear, worry, shame, guilt, faith, growth, truth, purpose, passion, idols, food, body image, conviction, discernment, and yeah, a lot more. I'll also give you some insight onto how I go about memorizing scripture, some easy tools that you can keep up with throughout the entirety of the six weeks of the program, and lastly, uh, I'm going to be supporting you. So this does include email support. So if you have a question about anything, just send it my way. Happy to help you with that. By the time with it, by the, I'm sorry, by the time you're done with the course, uh, I expect that you will have such a fulfilling relationship with Christ and you'll begin to turn to him in every circumstance when your food fears start bubbling up and you're about to pour over. You just know it's okay. You're in the moment. Pray. And here's what else you can do. So I'm giving you that spiritual insight, that spiritual guidance and wisdom, but also practical things you can do. Like it, like right now, you can do them. You can actively turn to them. And I'll give you lots so you have a good variety of different things you know. Oh, you know, I feel in this way. Well, I know that when I feel this way, it really helps me if I, I spend an hour or 10 minutes or 30 minutes doing X, Y, and Z. You'll figure that out. You'll figure out which one works best for you. You'll have a bigger understanding of what God says about your body and its amazing purpose. Food will no longer be a threat to your existence and instead you'll find yourself approaching every meal with ease. You'll have wisdom and knowledge of an accountability partner for life. Um, you'll have and own incredibly planned out Bible study lessons. Like I said, you just got so much awesome, juicy stuff in here that I'm excited to just share with you. And just so you all know, there is a 100% guarantee. So if you don't like it, you can just, or if you don't think it's for you, I think you'll like it. I think it'll be for you. I'm up. I'm almost certain. But if for any reason at all you decide this isn't uh, applicable to your your journey where you are right now, the struggle isn't really targeting uh, this course, then just reach out to me and I'll give you a refund anytime within the first 10 days of the course. And um, 
you know, no questions asked. Like that's, that's what my, my promise is to you. I want to deliver. I want to make sure that this is what you need. So if you're experiencing the disordered eating, uncomfort, body dysmorphia, the, the, um, self-loathing experiences late at night when you feel like you ate too much and you're ready to go on a diet the next day because that's the answer that has to be the answer then I implore you to consider this pray on it see if you think it's for you remember it's only 167 right now and that's the lowest it'll ever be you can also do two payments of 83.99 and that's all I have to say about that if you want to check it out scripturefoodandhealing.com you can also see it on my website there's a little thing at maddiemoon.com says program just click on that and then you'll be taken to the right page that's all I have to say there last but not least before we head on over to this incredible show is the review of the week This one is by Kelly Grigg, and she says, a wonderful resource for creating a better body image with five stars. I recently found these podcasts and could not be happier. She has a wide range of guests, so you're able to learn about so many different fitness and diet topics that are relevant today. I love her positivity and constant promotion of living a balanced lifestyle with self-love, appreciation for one's body and definitely worth subscribing thank you kelly thank you kelly thank you kelly i appreciate that i appreciate you and let's go head on over to the show welcome to the mind body musings podcast the show for everyone and anyone that is ready to break free from the dogmatic chains of the health and fitness industry and create their own life free from restrictions now introducing your host madeline moon a former fitness model gone sane and the author of the popular self-love book, The Perfection Myth. If you dig the show and you're looking for more insight on how to stop food and exercise from controlling your life, check out her website, maddiemoon.com, and grab your free guide. If you're ready to end dieting once and for all, it's time you learn how to pursue real health instead. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to the show, everybody. I am here with the adorable Katie, and I'm so excited to get to know you better because I feel like I've been feel like I've been following you for quite a few years now, honestly. And I love everything you do. I love everything you represent, and I'm just super stoked to have you on the podcast today. Ah, thank you so much. I'm so excited to join in. So when I found you. Um, so I think you may know a little bit about my story, but basically I was a former fitness model competitor and, you know, super self-righteous about my diet and my diet was my label. And I found myself in the throes of orthorexia. It was pretty bad. Um, but when I was trying to get out of that and I was looking for examples of people that know how to combine health without being obsessed and without making it a self-righteous activity and, without making it their label, I came across you and I loved your website because it was just really cute and fun. And then, of course, the amazing recipes on your site um, Mm -hmm. didn't hurt. But also the fact that you were not afraid to talk about your faith, which is refreshing because that's not around everywhere, especially today. It's it's something that people, I think, try to keep separate a lot. Like their business is one thing, their personal faith is another. But I love that you've made, you know, your business incorporate because it's such a huge part of you. 
Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, I couldn't separate the two because um, the Lord is really the the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing every day. And so if I were to try and take him out of it, it just, it wouldn't work, you know? So um, thank you. That, that means a lot to me. Absolutely. So let's go ahead and dive into your background. Tell us your story. How did you get to where you are today? Um, it's kind of, uh, you know, I would, I always say people ask me that question, how did you get here? And um, there was no specific plan that I had laid out to get me to where I am today. In fact, I, if you would have asked me like five, 10 years ago, what would you be doing? I would never in a million years guess it would be this. Um, so basically, I was in nursing school and my dream was to become a labor and delivery nurse when I graduated. And I actually graduated and I got a job as a labor and delivery nurse. I was totally thrilled. I thought, I'll be doing this until I'm, you know, in my 50s or 60s or when I retire. Um, And so that was kind of my plan. Um, On the side, while I started that uh, nursing job, I created a recipe website. And it was just kind of a side hobby at the time. Um, I really enjoyed making healthier, healthier alternatives to you know, baked goods and whatnot. And so I thought, well, I'll just share these online. Well, lo and behold, I also shared on that website a little bit about my testimony and um, what I went through with eating disorders. And it didn't take very long for people to start emailing me and, um, you know, sharing their story. And it kind of from there became more of a burden for me to go to work and leave these emails, which my heart was just being drawn to. Um, And I started to see it more of a ministry than anything else. And so um, about a year after um, really starting to feel like it was a ministry, I started to pray about it and ask the Lord, you know, what would he have me do with it? And about a year later, I ended up quitting my nursing job to do Dash and Dish full time. And um, ever since then, it has just been uh, something beyond my wildest dreams. It's been um, definitely so fulfilling and so amazing. But more than anything, um, I love the fact that I get to today not only share recipes and um, cook for a living, but I also get to share my passion about the Lord and the ways that he has helped me overcome eating disorders with other women. Mm, what a beautiful story. Let's let's go a little bit deeper into the eating disorders. What exactly, if you don't mind sharing, what did you experience and, and how did that come to be with your food relationship? Um, well, I believe that it started at a really young age. I always say it started for sure, like I can pinpoint it to when I was 14 years old, but I believe it probably started even before that. Um, I saw my mom and um, my older sister go on a lot of diets when I was really young. And I think that it even started there. Um, Just, you know, being a little girl and watching that. Um, But when I was 14, something pretty profound happened. There was, I just moved to a new town. So of course, I was pretty vulnerable. Um, And then a, a boy in one of my classes came up to me and he drew a picture and it was someone who was very overweight um, and very unhealthy. And he said, this is what you look like. And the strange thing is I look back at that. And at the time I was actually a cheerleader. I was really tiny. I, it wasn't true at all in any way in the physical, 
Um, but now I look back at that and I realized that that was such a lie and it was truly meant to kind of send me on this downward spiral. And so it did. Um, I ended up going on and off of so many different diets, trying to become thinner, thinking that that would be the thing that would make me truly happy and fulfilled in life. Um, and so one thing led to another. And before you know it, I um, ended up going down the road of anorexia and bulimia. And that lasted for about eight years. And um, after kind of coming out of bulimia, I then tried to control my weight with exercise and food um, in a really strict type of way. So I would exercise for like two or three hours a day um, and count every calorie. Um, so it wasn't until I was in my early 20s and I'm now 30 um, that I finally I got a wake up call and, um, you know, my health was on the line. My sisters uh, kind of did an intervention with me, and that was what kind of started the breaking free process for me. Mm, okay, so question. When you were beginning this breaking free process, did you ever have a time period where you just tried to do it alone? And what I mean by that is you weren't turning to God and you were really just trying like all the mainstream tools and exercises to recover from an eating disorder, but you weren't really praying over it? Or did you immediately just start praying and, and that was a huge part of that process? That's a really good question. I actually, um, I'm very, I feel blessed because I was raised in a Christian home. So um, kind of in the back of my mind, I the Lord was always there. You know, he always was calling me out of it. And I always knew that I was that I was not walking in his will and in his best for my life. So immediately after my sisters uh, did the intervention with me, they said, you know, Katie, we know what you're doing. Tears streaming down their faces. And they are my best friends in the world. I was like, I, for the first time I saw what I was doing was not only harming myself, but people I love. Um, we prayed together. And right then and there, I... I, I never wanted to go back to the physical behavior of bulimia, um, but I, I had a lot of healing to do on the inside. So I knew from just being, um, just walking with the Lord that really the, he was my only way. He was my only way to freedom on the inside. Mm -hmm. And so um, I feel very fortunate because I immediately ran to him and um, layer by layer, he just changed me from the inside out. Mm, I love that so much. And I'll share a little bit about how that happened for me. Uh, I recently wrote a blog post on this because I was trying to just revisit that memory and see how much I could really um, remember about that moment where I really decided that it was God that, you know, was the only answer for me changing. But mm -hmm. I, for so long, like I tried to do it on my own. That was my story. I was like, I was raised in a Christian home as well, but my faith has been in like a roller coaster a lot of times where it's I'm on fire with the Lord and I'm just all about it and I want to talk about it and I want to read the Bible. And then my life gets, you know, quote, busy or I start a new project and that takes up all my focus and I try to validate that and being like, well, I'm busy and after this it'll be fine. Then I can go back to that relationship. Um, but when I was going through recovery, I, I remember I was really... Uh, just apt to 
studying what other people did and reading books. And then I started to realize that I did not desire to heal. I had no desire to heal. I could say I wanted to heal. I could say that I wanted to see food differently, see my body differently. But deep down, I did not want to change because if I wasn't in control of my body, then who was? And that was the thought always on my mind. If I don't control my body and make sure that I'm thin at all times, then what's going to happen to me, right? Like who has control over my body? If my purpose is not to work out hard, then what is my purpose? And those thoughts scared me so much that I would pretend like I was trying to get better, but I really wasn't. And there was a point where I was talking with my family who, you know, they're great Christian role models where I was saying, you know what, I'm realizing that I have no desire to get better, but I desire for the Lord to put a desire in me. Yeah, that's awesome. That's good stuff right there because I think a lot of people, uh, they don't have sisters who, you know, it's like that kind of situation. And I think that that was my motivating factor and that was like what I needed and that the Lord knew that. But if you don't have that, then it's kind of like if someone else isn't begging you to change, then what would make you, you know? Mm-hmm. So, Right, exactly. So whenever you had that moment with your sisters and – uh, you decided that you wanted to that never to be a problem in your life again. What steps did you start to take from there? All right. Um, well, I for me, the, the steps that I took to really overcome were um, I actually I the first thing I did was I said, Lord, what do I do here? I mean, I had been reading my Bible my whole life, you know, and I I went to church. I had people pray for me and I'm like, nothing seems to be changing. So it wasn't until I I cried out to the Lord and I said, what do I do to change? Um, I will never forget opening up my Bible. And I literally flipped open to um, Romans 12, 2. It says, don't conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will know God's good, acceptable and perfect will for your life. And it was like that scripture just came alive to me. It was like the Lord sitting right there telling me, this is how you do it. This is the roadmap is to not be conformed to this pattern of this world, but to get to know my word so good and so deep in your heart that it transforms your mind. And then you'll know my good, acceptable and perfect will. And so I knew I wanted God's will for my life and I knew I wasn't living it. And I was willing to do whatever it took to get there. So um, at the time, I was in college, and I, I didn't know exactly how to renew my mind with God's Word, but I started doing everything I could think to do. Um, I brought my Bible with me everywhere I went. It was, I mean, if I had like a lunch break, I would go in my car and I would read the Bible while eating lunch. Um, I also wrote down scriptures that the Lord were, was giving me on um, just really creating a new identity because all those years I had been believing lies. So um, I would write down scriptures that talked about what he said that I was, and I would put them everywhere I could see them. So like in my car, um, on my right near my light switch in my room. So every time I turn on my light, I would see it. Um, so all over the place, I would have scriptures written down. And even to this day, I still have scriptures on my mirror 
um, at home and just different places where I can see them throughout my house to remind me of the truth. And I think that renewing our mind is a never ending thing. I don't think that I had to do it for like, say a few years and then I'm done. I think forever um, it's an ongoing process of uh, being transformed to be more like him and to have our hearts and our minds be kind of united with what he says and what he thinks. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I love the the sticky note thing. Um, mm-hmm. I th- this reminds me of something. So recently I've had this kind of change in my my thoughts, I guess. Whereas normally there's so much talk about talking to yourself as if like you know, you love yourself when you're trying to go through healing, like you write stickies that say you are beautiful and put that on your mirror. Or you say you are enough and put that, you know, on a sticky and put it on your fridge. Or you are this, you are that, you are this. While I love this, and I think this is fantastic to have these kind of positive affirmations, recently I've started thinking about how much more valuable to me it is to write you know god is enough and that's why i'm enough you know mm-hmm. like god is perfect and that's why i'm perfect it's not just i'm perfect it's god's perfect that's what makes me perfect you know i'm technically completely imperfect but because mm-hmm. i made you know in his, his image then i am i'm just the way i'm supposed to be my body every curve is supposed to be like that and me saying that i'm not you know, beautiful or I'm not perfect is basically saying like, God, you didn't create a good creation. Like what you did Mm -hmm. isn't enough. So that's really helped me starting to put the focus on God and saying God is, um, you know, God is it. God is everything. It's not me. I'm not everything, but he is. And that's what gives me the peace. That's so good. I love that. So next question I have for you. Um, I'm wondering what, what was one of the biggest obstacles you faced when you were eating? Because I know that the Bible helps so much, but technically when you start eating, what what kind of route did you take when you started to eat the food again and approach it with a different kind of mindset? I That's really very true. Um, and that's what a huge part of what I try and teach people at Dashing Dish. It's not just the spiritual, but the physical you have to address. Um, which is why I even create recipes because, um, you know, let's face it, if I were to just say that I read the Bible and everything was better, you know, I would be missing a huge piece. Um, so for example, one of the things that really changed the physical for me was, um, I started to cook and before that I had really no interest in making food, um, cooking, being in the kitchen, Um, My mom didn't really like to cook, and so no one really ever taught me. And um, I I started to just kind of do it by faith in the beginning. I started to say, Lord, you know, I believe that you you desire for me to have a healthy relationship with food. And so I'm just asking you to teach me. And so I started to um, make some of the, you know, recipes that I would have eaten before eating disorders, but make them in a little bit of a healthier way that would nourish my body. And I started to see food as nourishing my body rather than um, something that would cause it harm or punish it or gain weight, you know, make it gain weight. I started to just look at it in a whole new light of how can I take care of this vessel that God's given me. And so um, 
cooking and learning to cook was a huge part of that for me um, because it helped me just overcome those fears. And, um, you know, I truly believe that as I took that step of faith, the Lord met me there because I started to desire to create recipes and just do it more and more and be in the kitchen. And before you know it, I, I started to fall in love with cooking and I started to love how, um, how awesome it felt to make a meal for my family and then all of us sit down and eat it together. And it was just a whole new perspective on food. Um, and really what it's about is nourishing our bodies as well as coming together. And it can be a time of you know, you can use it um, in a time of fellowship to kind of bring everyone together as well. And so I think that that was a huge part of the healing process on the outside for me. Mm. Yeah, we all have that one thing that really helps us to heal in a different kind of aspect with food, I think. Uh, for me, it was like going out to eat more and like knowing that restaurant food isn't that scary and being adventurous <laughs> and using that as a time to have community um, but also cooking. And this is a completely random question, but you have so many delicious, amazing looking recipes. And I'm wondering, like, do you, how often are you in the kitchen? Like, do you make one of those like per week and put it on your site? Or do you like experiment for breakfast, lunch, and dinner? I generally try and, um, I'm a pretty organized person. So I think that's the nurse in me. Um, I try and plan out what days I'm going to make recipes for the week. And then I try and use the other days to um, grocery shop and, you know, take pictures of the food. So usually I'll take an entire day to, to prepare and to make recipes. And then say the next day I'll take pictures of all the finished recipes. So I'll do that kind of scattered throughout the week. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's awesome. Um, okay, so another question. Tell me about your, your book. You came out with a book recently or a couple years ago? How long ago was yeah. it? Yeah. Um, I actually just this past Christmas, um, I released my devotional and cookbook. And um, they came out together at the same time. And I'm really um, thrilled and excited about it um, because not only did I have the opportunity to write a cookbook, but a devotional book, which um, I think it's kind of cool how God set that up because I think a lot of people um, that would never pick up a Bible in their whole life have kind of found the cookbook and said, oh, what's this other book, you know, and so they'll end up saying, um, you know, I'll, I'll meet someone that would say, I would never read a Bible, but I ended up getting both books because I knew I loved your food. And they end up reading the Word of God. Um, so I think it's cool how God set that up. But um, yeah, I have a devotional book, which um, just has about 75 devotionals, which are really from my own personal journal entries. Um, I have kept journals for years and years. And during my healing process, uh, some of the most profound truths the Lord has shown me, um, the Lord told me, I want you to share these. And um, at first, that was a little scary to me, but um, just in the process of, of writing them for my devotional and, and kind of fine-tuning them, the Lord really spoke to me and said, you know, the things I've shown you over the years aren't just for you. Um, my love, my heart for my daughters is for every single one of them. And, and I don't want one of them to be in bondage or in captivity to this. And so um, some of the devotions that I shared 
are things that I think most women deal with. Things like comparison, jealousy, um, gossiping, all of that type of stuff, as well as disordered eating and body image issues. Um, and then for my cookbook, it's 100 simple recipes and um, they're just really some of my favorites that I've made over the years. And um, I felt blessed to be able to put them in a cookbook. I love it. I think that is so cool. And that's so like powerful that you feel called to do that. And it gives me goosebumps. Like honestly, it does. Thinking about being used in that kind of way um, and shining that light. And like, I don't know, it's just really special. So thank you for doing that for everybody. Aw, thanks. You know, you said comparison, and I think that's something super important to touch on because we Mm -hmm. do all struggle with comparison. And I know that, you know, I talk a lot to people about the importance of reducing the amount of time you spend on social media because it is such a trigger for many of us to wish that we had this or that and, like, just... (laughs) Just the other day, okay, I'll tell you this funny story because I I just feel like I need to share this. Um, So just the other day, I was watching this YouTube girl who's very popular for her videos and she reflects just so much glow and beauty and I want to say perfection, like her hair is perfectly placed and her makeup is always done. And I remember watching this video and then started just bashing myself, being like, why don't you look like that? Why isn't your makeup like that? You don't even know how to do makeup. Then I like ran to the bathroom (laughs) and like got my makeup out and tried to do it. And then I just gave up because it was so like not good. And then I ran back and I watched more of her videos. And one of them was like about relationships. And then I just started like thinking negatively, like, why aren't my relationships like her relationships? Why don't they do this with me? And why don't they do that? I was just like, whoa, like take a step back. It took me probably yeah. a day to realize what was happening because I I watched, I let this happen. And then the next day I rewound and I thought about what was that moment where I just flipped the switch and I became mad at myself and mad at my life. And I realized it was after I watched that YouTube video, just completely enamored with dissatisfaction and not enoughness and Mm -hmm. got so angry that I just didn't have that perfect life and I didn't have my my business isn't where her business is and I'm sharing this because people listening may not think that I do this but I totally do this Uh, and then I just have to be able to catch myself though and say that's not healthy for me let's not watch those videos anymore if that's going to make you freak out like that. Do you ever have moments where that happens to you? Oh, of course I do. And that's actually one of the biggest things that I've learned over the years is it's so important to guard our hearts. And I think when people hear the scripture or the phrase, guard your heart, I think that they think it's, you know, from like maybe the blatant or the obvious things. But honestly, I find that it's the little subtle things that usually does it in for me. Um, And social media, just what you said, is one of the biggest. I actually have completely um, gotten to the point where I, I don't allow myself to scroll social media. I mean, I will not... Um, I won't sit there on Instagram and scroll. I won't sit there on Facebook and scroll because I find that it's it's such a trap where you will think, oh my gosh, um, 
why am I not looking like this person? Or why am I not doing this or that like they are? Or why is my business not where theirs is? You know, just like what you were saying. And um, if you scroll on Instagram, it's, I think, especially hard because you're just looking at pictures. And I always say, don't compare your life to someone's highlight reel. When you're looking at Instagram, you are looking at everyone's perfect, you know, they're having the best hair day of their life, the best outfit on, and they're like, oh, this is perfect, let me take a picture. And so that's what they're sharing with the world, much less cropping and filters and all of that. And you're looking at someone's, you know, absolute perfection right there. But you don't see what's going on behind the camera and you don't see them when they have their hair up, their sweats on, no makeup, you know. And so it's not a full picture. And so we can never compare ourselves to, um, you know, someone's uh, highlight reel, which is social media for sure. Um, Another thing that I've really tried to guard my heart against is Um, things like fitness magazines and self magazine and all of that. Um, I don't ever pick one up. I don't buy them because honestly, it, all it does is rehash the um, negative perception of what a woman should look like and what they should do and how they should dress and eat and act in order to be a size zero. Um, If you just look at the cover, you'll see how to lose 10 pounds in two days. You know, like everything is about saying the message, you are not enough. You are not good enough. You need to change and do this, that, and the other thing in order to be better and more loved and more liked. And so I just really try and protect myself from anything that has that kind of message. Right. Yeah. And even some things that can seem like they're healthy or good for you can have that message like subtly. So like there are certain workouts, like I love that you said the fitness magazines because I do the same thing. I will not touch that. And um, social media is definitely really tough for me, like because I just can get so I do my own social media. So I'll go over to my Facebook page and then I'll go to my Instagram and I'll do go to my Twitter and I'll try to update everything. And, and then generally Facebook gets left up on my uh, like screen or my like Chrome and though I, I'm very careful about who I follow, I, you know, I purged myself from all the accounts that were really negative for me to follow and I started following good ones, that still doesn't mean you should be on it all the time. Like it still right. doesn't mean that it's healthy for you because you're still seeing, even if it's good positive accounts, you're still, it's still very easy to compare yourself to you know, your positive stuff to their positive stuff. So that's yeah. something I'm really trying to to work on is making sure that I can close out all those tabs quickly and not scroll. Um, but what you said about the fitness, I want to go back to that because I recently started doing like a fitness workout at home kind of deal, like yoga, but not yoga exactly. And mm-hmm. it's so positive for so many people. They love it so much and it's just so... Uh, It's very feminine, makes them feel good. But I've noticed that there's a lot of stress on having abs in this particular program. Mm. And that's been a trigger for me. And I've had to think, since I started doing this, I've realized that I am very much aware of like my body and how I don't have those abs. And I'm finding myself falling back into these terrible old habits of thinking, this is enough and this is enough. And And it's because it can go from, it can be sourced in those tiny little things like trying a new workout that has too much focus on abs 
that can mm-hmm. change your perception of your body. So I've been thinking lately, I'm probably going to cancel that because it's not good for me. It's not healthy. It's not like the Madeline movement that, you know, it works for me. It's not. Yeah. It's, even though to other people, it may seem really great. That doesn't mean that it works for everyone and puts them in a good place mentally. That's very true. And I think that that's the most important thing is to recognize what our triggers are and the things that get us into this perfectionism mode. Um, because for everybody, it might be some something different, you know, but I think that's the most important thing is to know what's affecting my heart, what's making me, you know, fall back into that obsessive mindset or perfection, you know, pattern that I used to be in and just being aware of it and just cutting it right off. Right. So how have you addressed that? How have you found something from movement that makes you feel really good? What do you like to do? Well, it's um, actually funny because I kind of um, stumbled into it. Um, I actually use exercise much like food as a way of almost like it was a way to me to for me to purge calories basically and it was harming and it was destructive and I did it as a way of kind of self-harm and um, so for me to find an exercise that was not about burning calories and it was more about moving and being active and enjoying my body um, it was a huge blessing and that was also one of the things I, I brought to the Lord I was like Lord what can I do here Um, so I ended up, um, finding a fitness class, which was kickboxing and it's more of a, like, it was more of like a dancey type of choreographed kickboxing routine. And I've always loved to dance. I mean, that's just been something that I've, um, anytime I get the chance, you know, at weddings or anything, I will be the first one on the dance floor. And so, um, I was, I fell in love with this class and, um, it just became more about, uh, you know, being in a community with other people dancing and, you know, getting a good sweat at the same time. And it had nothing to do with the size of my body. And also the woman, the instructor, um, she was this curvy, beautiful woman, and she totally encouraged everyone to kind of do what felt right to their bodies. And so that just gave me a whole different perspective on exercise that you can be physically fit And you can be healthy and you don't have to be a certain size and you don't have to be ripped and toned in order to be healthy. And um, that was really important for me to see that and to experience that. And, you know, you're mentioning about abs earlier and I kind of had to smile at myself. Um, I'll never forget the day where I just stopped. I said, you know what? having abs is not realistic for me. I mean, having a six pack, you know, or whatever that is. Um, I, I really had to come to a place where I learned that every single woman's body was created so incredibly different. And I always say, if you stood 10 women up next to each other and you compared their bodies and you compared their hair, you compared their facial features, you compare everything about each woman, it doesn't matter who they are, they will all look so incredibly different. And um, this really came alive to me when I was doing some makeup for some young girls and I was putting on their makeup and I was realizing, oh my gosh, everyone's eyes, everyone's nose, everyone's lips, everything about them is so different. And that was when it hit me that not every woman is going to have 
God didn't create it so that every woman has the same curve. You know, um, I happen to be a pretty curvy girl and I'm five foot. Um, and so I've just learned that this is the way God made me. And I've just totally embraced it now. Um, of course, there are days where, you know, just like you, what you were saying, something might try and come in and speak something different to me. But at the end of the day, in my heart, I know that this is how God created me. And I think that that's a huge part um, is just coming to learn that you can be healthy, you can be active, you can be fit, but maybe you're not going to be ever be a size zero. Maybe you're not ever going to be have ripped abs because that's just not how God created your body. But however he did, it is perfectly made and it's beautiful just the way he created it. So beautiful. Yeah, so beautiful. It's so true because if you're fighting against your body and you're always fighting to look like someone that has a completely different set of genes, a completely mm -hmm. different set of traits, like different parents, ancestry, like everything is different, then it's going to be a very frustrating battle. Very yeah. frustrating. And it will end with you at some point or another having to decide that you're going to stop the battle. So you might as well stop the battle right now yeah, <laughs> before you true. get to that point. And, you know, there's only one you in this world. So if you are not you, then who is going to be you? Like the world will be missing that you-ness. Mm -hmm. uh, there's this amazing quote. There's this uh, amazing quote from this girl named Jen Sincero. And I can't say it exactly, but she writes in her book about how a river, us thinking that we're not good enough or we're not this enough is the same as a river being self-conscious about its curves, about its speed of uh, the water flowing, uh, or about like, you know, mountains being worried, like, am I too tall? Am I too big? <laughs> it's the same exact thing because those things were made how they're supposed to be. And so are we. Yeah, that's so good. I've never thought of it like that, but so good. It really, so it really changed my perspective on, you know, our bodies and how we're supposed to look because we aren't supposed to look any particular way. We just right. are what we are. And if we're trying to be someone else, then as Jen says, the world will be, will be missing that you-ness. And I love, I love that. Mm, so good. So before we head over to the quick fire round, which is just a few questions I have for you, where can people find you and connect with you from here? Um, so if you go to my website, uh, dashingdish.com, um, you'll find the all of my social media links. And that's pretty much where I post every day. And um, especially Instagram, that's like where I share a little bit of like, you know, just my fun personal things. Um, but yeah, so dashingdish.com is definitely where you can find everything. Awesome. And I'll make sure that I have the links, all of her links to her website and her social stuff on the show notes for this podcast, which is number 75. And you know what to do. Go to maddiemoon.com slash mbm75. Okay, quick fire round time. Number one, what does body freedom mean to you? I would say that it is being less aware, less conscious, and making the conscious decision to be less conscious of my body. Um, starting to realize that I'm more than just my body. I'm more than just how I look. If that means taking less glances in a mirror, if that means, um, you know, taking a quick glance and looking away and, and being okay and happy with uh, who I am and how I look that day, then uh, so be it. 
because that's the truly the freedom lies in not being wrapped up in how you look. <laughs> mm-hmm. What is one of your favorite recipes on your site? Oh, that's a toughie. I get asked that all the time. You would think I would know by now. Um, <laughs> probably any of my uh, shakes. So I love the peanut butter maple protein shake. That's I have that almost every morning. I'm in love with it. So that's that's probably my favorite recipe. What is a book that you love and you want people to know about besides the Bible um, or a book that you're reading right now? <laughs> Um, I love Lisa Bevere. Um, all of her books are awesome, but I do love, um, Girls with Swords. That's, I'm reading that right now. And, uh, You Are Not What You Weigh is a really awesome one that's close to my heart as well. Oh, nice. I've never heard of any of those. So good. She's awesome. Who is your biggest inspiration, dead or alive? Um, gosh, I would say... It's Lisa Bevere. I I know that I just said her as the author, but um, I had the chance to meet her in person, and she's just uh, been a huge uh, thing, a huge impact and influence that the Lord's used to to bring me freedom in my mind. So, um, can you share a good quote with us? Um, quote. I don't know if I have a good quote, but um, I always. Uh, sign my books, Romans 12 too. Um, it's the scripture that I shared in the beginning of this interview. And I always say that it's the roadmap to life. If you want to know how to get on the right path and get to the very best that God has for you, uh, go read Romans 12 too. Okay. Awesome. What is a future dream that you're working towards? Um, currently my husband and I just started to talk about doing, um, different, dry baked goods and selling them like pre-packaged so like doing like a cookie bread mix uh what have you and packaging them up really cute and selling them as you know things that people could either make or give away as gifts very cool nice uh at the end of a long day what is your favorite way to distress um i love taking baths and I love taking walks. Taking walks is one of the best things to me because I just get to be away from everything and just spend time with the Lord. Mm-hmm. So. What is a country that you have visited and loved or a country that you want to visit? Huh. I am not, I'm a huge homebody. Um, so I'm, I really don't think I would go anywhere that's that far away. <laughs> but um Probably, if I were to go anywhere, probably Paris, just to see all of the amazing things that people have built, all of the, you know, art, all of the sculptures, whatnot. I mean, I think that's totally amazing and nothing that you can see here in the U.S., so. Yeah. Uh, Last one. Is there something that you would consider to be a failure that you've experienced, Uh, even though, of course, it was, it's always used for the good, Uh, but something that you experienced and what did you learn from it? Um, one of the biggest failures that I've kind of currently the Lord's been showing me um, that I've done is kind of doubting myself and doubting um, not myself, but who he's created me to be. And um, 
a lot of years, especially growing up, people told me that I was shy. And so I think that I kind of hindered my own uh, progress in a lot of areas for so many years by just saying um, I'm too shy for that. So like when people would call me and ask me to speak, I would, you know, at a church or different event, I would, I started to turn it down at first because I was like, I'm not a speaker. I'm way too shy for that. And uh, the Lord has just really shown me that, you know, that is not what I've called you to do. And that's not what I've said about you. Um, People might have said it, but I didn't. And so I've really learned to start to step out of my comfort zone and uh, just get out there. So I won't limit God. Oh my gosh, I love that. I love that. I know what that's like to have someone tell you you're like this and then you start to identify with it and let it hold you back. So amazing that you broke free from that. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. I love this episode, Katie. This was such a treat for all of us. And um, I just really can't wait for this to be spread around and to reach more people. Awesome. Yeah, thank you so much, Madeline. It it's truly been um, awesome, and I'm I'm very thankful for the opportunity to share my heart. So thank you so much, and keep up the good work with all you're doing. It's amazing, and I'm a huge fan. So <laughs> thank you. That means a lot. Thank you. All right, everybody. If you want to check out Katie's awesome work, head on over to maddiemoon.com slash mbm75, and you can get the links Um, And while you're there, be sure to download 10 Proven Steps for Ending Any Diet Obsession. And we'll see you next time. 